Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 952, my interview with Jennifer Byrne discussing the future of tech and jobs. I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Jennifer, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. How are you today? I am great. Thank you very much. We've got a a whirlwind uh, podcast today, about 20 minutes, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty of of tech and and what that means for the workforce moving forward, because I know that's a field that you're deeply involved within. Um, and there's a lot of other avenues I think we could probably tangent off onto, but um, whereabouts whereabouts are you and, and what's your, your current occupation there, Jennifer? I just left Microsoft as the uh, chief technology officer for uh, the U.S. division, and I am branching out on my own to spend a lot of time on this very topic uh, by way of a book that I'm writing and um, some other work that I'm doing with startups in this space. I am physically located in the state of Arizona in the U.S., which uh, three days after the election is a very interesting place to be mm. and also sunny like it is where you are. Oh, nice. And uh, so coming from Microsoft, I mean, that, that must have been a huge role. Um, the decision to leave that role, was it just you, you felt like you needed to change yourself? You know, I mean, it kind of gets to the the topic of the, of the conversation that you have in this podcast. It was a question of, you know, why am I still here? I've been in the corporate world for uh, a couple of decades. I've um, it's been very good to me, hmm. and uh, and I've achieved a lot that I wanted to achieve, and some of the things that I didn't even know I wanted to achieve. Yeah. But at some point in your life, you um, have an opportunity to do something differently. You know, maybe you don't need to make as much money. Maybe you know you just feel like there's something else left in you to do. And and for me, um, I had some experiences at the very end of my career at Microsoft that. Uh, sort of woke me up to um, some, I would say, idle passions that I, you know, hadn't hadn't really worked on in a long time, and um, and specifically around how do we think about um, giving people better access to technology because um, whether they know it or not, they're going to need digital skills that they likely don't have right now, and, and that seems like a problem worth solving. So, uh, so yeah, I left Microsoft and I'm uh, branching out on my own, and it's been um, kind of a wild ride and uh, full of lessons and insights. Chief Technology Officer of Microsoft's U.S. division. What does that role in, in, encapsulate? I mean, what what was primarily uh, your focus? Yeah, two things. One is a, a leadership role hmm. for uh, the architects and the engineers that were out with customers all the time. So think of a big company buying, you know, lots and lots of technology, and then they don't know how to implement it or use it or install it. And so you need people from Microsoft, technical people from Microsoft, to go help them do that. And there was yeah. a very big team of people that I led. So there was a leadership role. Then the other half of my work. Uh, was being out in sort of in the world talking to people about how technology they could use technology to solve whatever problem it is that they had. So you know you talk to the mm. CEO of a hospital and they're trying to figure out how to deliver better care to more people at a lower cost. So you talk to people in education and they're trying to figure out how to get kids to learn more and better and how to address all the all the needs of children you know wherever they are in their educational journey or you know manufacturing company how do you lower the cost of delivering products these are all these things that technology can impact and I spend a lot of time um, trying to work on those issues and then what happens is you start to see these patterns across all of the conversations you're having and and then these patterns are the the bigger problems, the underlying issues that you can address. And a lot of that is that the you know technology is creating a ton of rapid change in the workforce. And what that means at the job level 
is that jobs are changing and jobs are going to need more technical skills than the people who have those jobs have. Hmm. So how do we deal with that? And then, oh my gosh, you look around the world and you say, well, hang on a second, let's talk about um, everybody who doesn't even have a job right now and what kind of job will they get in the future? So that's um, that was um, you know the internal side of leadership, the external sort of future forward-looking view of what the market looks like and then um, some of the big I guess going out there in the field and seeing and, and listening to some of the problems that are being raised, you'd take that back as a company and and come up with solutions against so creating new products and, and um, yeah solutions, I suppose, as well based on yeah. that feedback. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, is that is that sort of what's driven this underlying passion? And is that passion that you've got now for trying to help people with this problem that tech is um, taking away a lot of our jobs, or, or a lot of our jobs will become more tech focused? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do and figure out how you how you connect that. The great thing about this this quote problem is that um, unlike a lot of other fields, you know, technology moves so fast mm. that there is less expectation that people have to have these full on four year traditional degrees from university um, that they might still need in other industries. And tech, you can really there's a lot of online training that you can take. There's a lot of ways that you can self educate uh, and become um, eligible for positions or emerging positions in technology. So I think that's kind of fascinating uh, and an opportunity um, where I think otherwise we have some, some, some big challenges. I, I think that there are effectively these unintended consequences um, when you digitize the entire world. And so while there are really great things that happen as a result of that, and we talk about how it, you know artificial intelligence makes everything better, uh, the unintended consequence is that the world gets more digital and people have to keep up. So, you know, trying to address that problem of, of figuring out what skills people need, how we get them to get those skills, how they think about their own jobs in a slightly different way so they even have the mindset mm. or the openness to consider it. Um, it's a lot of stuff there, but uh, but it feels like a domain that is worth spending time in. It's certainly, um, yeah, rapidly changing. So we need more and more of uh, people like yourself going out there to try and address these issues. The um, the idea for the opportunity there that um, yeah perhaps we wouldn't need a uh, you know a degree for a longer term uh, career because things are changing so rapidly we therefore need to evolve rapidly ourselves and continually educate and learn and 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 adapt to the change which is quite hard in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Do you see change as a big a big obstacle? Well, I think it's the biggest obstacle. Uh, or the biggest opportunity, depending on how you look at it and how you see yourself. Is change itself um, if, a big obstacle or the fact that change is happening so rapidly that's more the obstacle? Well, that's a good question. I mean, there's a there's a finer point on that I think that you're drawing, which is change in the world is creating an obstacle. Yes, that's true because, you know, it's just um, it, if, if it so happens that the pace is faster than you can come up with, that's a big problem. Um, when you think about change internally, so the change is happening in the world. Oh my gosh! I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in marketing, and I'm in the marketing department, and I've been doing this job for 15 years, and um, I haven't even really thought about whether I like it or not. Mm. But it pays the bills, and I'm good. And all of a sudden, I'm being told that for me to keep my job that I've had for a long time, I now need to learn data science and data analytics because marketing is becoming automated, and artificial intelligence is becoming the tool for for marketing everywhere. Uh, what do I need to do? Like, so that's change in the world is happening around, you know, externally. Is that creating a problem? Yes. Now, if that marketing person says, you know what, this is a great time for me to say, hang on, I don't even like marketing anymore. 
what's my next thing? Or, you know, so you get the opportunity to take a fresh look. That's change, you know, making the best of change. And then maybe it's an opportunity for you to do something differently. Maybe tech opens up doors for you uh, that you didn't have, you didn't even think mm. you had. So mm. depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it's all perspective, isn't it? I mean, I think I think change has always been around us, and it's it's generally hard for most of us to to accept change, even though it's it's constant. Um, but that that pace of change now um, may be more the challenge than than anything. Do you see a problem of the workforce? Do you think there's still going to be the need for for the uh, a, a huge human workforce, or do you think that that's going to deplete and humans going to be less required to do what we've typically done? Yeah, that's a, also one of the biggest questions in, in this um, domain of future of work. And here's how I think it plays out. Um, well, if you take a slightly historical perspective, mm. you look at what's happened in previous recessions, um, you know, as, as countries, if it's Australia or the U.S. or wherever, as these countries have exited their own economic recessions of the last 10 or 20 years, what has happened is this phenomenon that we call the jobless recovery, which means that when the economy comes back, the jobs don't come with it. And the reason why the jobs don't come with it is because the way a company gets back on its feet again after a recession is that it figures out how to do things cheaper, which almost always means automating what used to be a human job, labor, right? Mm. Getting rid of the labor. What happens now is slightly different because of artificial intelligence. It's not just automation. Um, it's actually some other kind of human-like skills. And that's what's scary about this conversation. So we always know that, you know, manufacturing jobs, factory floor jobs, this stuff, you know, we get, you, have, you can go to the grocery store and, and in some places and you don't even have somebody to check you out. It's all self-serve. And so those are those are the kinds of jobs we expected to go away. Now what we see is slightly more skilled jobs also going away. But here's the deal. The difference is whether or not a job is routine or non-routine. Mm-hmm. And there's routine and non-routine jobs everywhere. If you think about, you know, labor jobs, some labor jobs are very routine, picking items off a conveyor belt, super routine. Some labor jobs are not routine. If you're a gardener, as an example, in the fall, you are, you know, sort of raking leaves. And in the spring, you're planting flowers. You never know what your job is going to be like. And that's true in higher skilled jobs, too. There can be, you know, um you know, jobs in the insurance analysts, business analysts, some of them are very routine. Other ones like therapists or lawyers are not as routine. So it's a long way of answering, trying to answer your question that there will always be a place for human jobs and there will always be some risk for other jobs. And one way to understand the difference is to think about your own work and how much of it is art versus skill, how much of it is routine versus non-routine. And then you can kind of go from there. So skill being the, the routine and the art being the non-routine? Correct. I like it. The uh, And there's a lot of that out there, isn't there, really? If yeah, we, it's if, a good way to frame it. Yeah, it makes it a little bit less daunting, I suppose. But the um, yeah, tech certainly is is filling a lot of those gaps for automation, and it's becoming uh, more and more paramount in the, in the higher-skilled um, sort of roles as well, like in medical industries and things like that too, I hear. That's right. So do you think that there's going to be a lot of us working behind the scenes for those automated processes and that tech to be um, able to be put in place? Or do you think we're going to find other roles altogether? I think it'll be a slow shift. So I think that we'll work, yeah, side by side. Any job job is always a collection of different tasks. 
Yeah. Whether the job is like if you're a cashier at a grocery store, maybe you have six things you do. Or maybe if you're, you know, have other kind of job, you have maybe, you know, 60 things that you do. Where technology will start to encroach upon your job is not that the whole job will go away, it's that certain tasks will go away. What that means is that we'll sit shoulder to shoulder with technology for quite some time. Now, there's this other conversation around technology also creating new jobs, and that will also happen. But I think if we're just in the, you know, domain of the jobs that will eventually go away, they're going to go away slowly. Uh, and, um, yeah, people will need to find new work to do. Now, the other good news is that if you, you know, tech, what, te- what's happening with technology is it's not just in, it's not just email in a mm. company anymore. It's actually inside of the very heart of the company. So, um, healthcare, you've got, you know, sort of robots that are doing surgery now, um, and education and elsewhere, you've got, you know, sort of artificial intelligence that's actually teaching the kids. It's actually doing that work. And so if you are in the next 10 or 20 years, have a passion or have a thing that you love to do. One way to make the best of that is just to learn the technology in that space. Hmm. So it's not about you having to drop your passion or, or, you know, what drives you or feeds you or makes you happy. It's about just figure out how technology is encroaching into your world and then learn that technology because then you have lots of options. Then you get to continue to do what you love to do. You're just have this, the tools and the skills to be able to do it. So look for the, uh, the technology that could benefit you and your career or passions. Yeah. I like to use marketing as an example. If you happen hmm. to love being in, in marketing um, we know social media is changing the marketing game completely because there are you know, this ability to um, delve into the insights into human behavior, and that's what market, marketing people have always done that. They just done it manually. Hmm. So if you want to, we want to further your career in marketing. Go learn data science, and then you'll be a fabulous marketing person. Yeah, yeah. A lot of industries will change um, through the tech. What do you think some of the the biggest problems will be uh, for us to 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 face well uh it depends on how it all plays out you know there's this one scenario that um and this is this is almost more thought experiment but it's a deep question and i think it's one that we you know we ought to be having it what happens when you just don't need labor anymore hmm. what's the what's the point of any of it you know so there's a, there's a conversation in the u.s it's not popular but it exists in other countries around the world around uh, universal basic income. Yep. If you really are, if we're in a world where we don't need our own labor to do anything anymore, then what do you, what's the meaning of life? Hmm. And so, I, you know, those are, those are deep questions, but. Um, Connecting back with the, the sense of, of what it is to be human, you know, compassion, yeah. connection with people, things like that, that perhaps we can find meaning yeah. there without having to yeah. be in labor. That's right. That's the ideal. What is your book going to be titled? When is it going to be? What is the what, what is the title? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a title yet. I, I'm so. I'm so. I'm in so much trouble right now with the people who are helping me. Big trouble uh, that I haven't chosen one yet. Yeah, I'm supposed to have a title by now, and when, I, when, I can't pick. When is it due so to be sorry, launched? I know. Terrible. Terrible way to market a book. When, when is it due to be launched? Like uh, next year. Next year. Okay. Next year. Do you have a website or something people can find find you? I do. Uh, Jennifer Byrne. Um, and I know you have a very famous broadcaster in Australia, so that's a hopefully an easy name. Um, although I'm sure you have a global audience, Jennifer Byrne Talks, T A L K S dot org. I'll um, stick that link in the show notes for everyone. 
we um we might have to get you back on for a second round, Jennifer, if you'd be open well, to I that, would, because I think we I could delve a lot further it. into this, and I haven't really given us uh, given us the time today, unfortunately. I would be delighted to come back anytime, and uh, and people can also find me on LinkedIn. By the way, I'm a little more active on LinkedIn, um, and my my website is on my LinkedIn profile too. So, in case you want to see what I'm thinking about or talking about, uh, that's a good way to find me too. I like that. Let's use this as a little teaser, guys out there listening. <laughs> you can check it out at thehiddenwide.com, and what we'll do is ask you to jump on onto social media and or even the website, and let us know what you'd like us to discuss next on this topic of, of tech and, and the future of how that will affect the way we live. Jennifer, it's been a pleasure having you on today and I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Go there, there listening. Until next time, peace, passion and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon